We're dealing with a new series, Handling the Pitfalls of Life. Uh, pitfalls, uh, in the dictionary, I looked up different words just to get it in, and it has here a uh, pitfall is a noun, and it's hidden or unsuspected danger or difficulty. Or it has a potential disaster or difficulty, or often one that is unexpected or cannot be anticipated. And then it has another definition saying it's a deep hole in the ground disguised in some way, often with a canopy of foliage covering its top opening and sides so steep that escape is impossible. My question is, why do we fall in pitfalls? Why does it seem that when things are going well, we fall? It's like, it's like when we're walking and we step in dog doo-doo. Y'all with me here? Have you ever been on your way somewhere, you're in such a hurry that you were not watching your careful steps, and, and you arrive to the place and somebody comes up to you and says, something smells. Now you have an option of how you're going to react. You, you say, I don't smell anything. Or you start investigating yourself, say, maybe I might smell something. Or you'll be just like impervious, say, I don't smell anything, get out of my way. Oftentimes in our lives, we are going places and we're stepping in things we should not be stepping in. And sometimes we don't notice until it's too late. Case in point, you might have made it home and you found out you stepped in something because everything you stepped in is all over your carpet. And now what do you have to do? You have to clean it up. But sometimes you catch it ahead of time that you, as soon as you step in, you correct, you wipe off your shoes and you keep on going about your business. Or other times, you know, you are watching where you step, you walk around it so you don't step in it. I went to go visit my sister in New York and we were walking on the sidewalk and she gave me the disclaimer and said, watch your step. And I said, wow. She said, look. I said, oh. <laughs> It was all over the sidewalks. People were not picking up after the dogs, and there was some old wheat new and everything old dog doo-doo all over the streets. And so I had to be careful where I stepped to make sure I did not fall. And, and now with the dog doo-doo, you know, oftentimes when you step in dog doo-doo and you don't know you stepped in it, you don't smell it. Oftentimes in our lives, we get in some messes that don't smell like messes to us. It smells all right till somebody calls it to our attention. And we, then we might either react this way, that you don't know what you're talking about, or maybe that might be why I'm feeling this way. You see, we have to react to the messes in our lives. But sometimes, but sometimes you got to step back and think, how did I get in this mess anyway? See, pitfalls are all around us. The Bible talks about Satan. I want everybody to understand Satan is real. He's not a figment of our imagination. He's not something to scare you of. Satan is the enemy. Tell somebody, Satan is the enemy. And so if you have an enemy, guess what? You have a hero. And, and, and Jesus is the hero. Tell somebody, Jesus is the hero. And so, so the enemy is trying to catch us and trying to make us fall into some traps, trying to overcome us. And so he's using traps to disguise them, to make them look appealing or make them look like normality. So we think we're walking in normality, but we're walking into a trap. Here's how you think hunters go and hunt animals. They try to make stuff look like their surroundings. If I make it look like the surroundings, then they'll come into the trap. But yet, sometimes you have animals that are so keen that they look, they just say, I smell something. 
something is up. Like at the same time, you might be walking, you might be smelling that dog duty in front of you. Say, I'm smelling something. I'm, I need to watch my step right now. Sometimes we get so comfortable in our lives that we forget to watch where we're stepping. Job 28:28. 28, 28. Uh, y'all might be familiar with the story of Job. If not, Job was tried by God. Satan was looking for somebody to test. Satan was looking for somebody to prove that, that, that they will not be faithful to God. And God let them know that, have you considered my servant Job? God said that Job is a righteous man who fears God and shuns evil. And, and it's interesting because this is restated plenty of times in Job. And, and Job 28, 28, I, I want to highlight here. And, and it says here, and unto many said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is what? Wisdom. So fearing the Lord is what? So fearing the Lord is what? And to depart from evil is understanding and and the NIV it says to shun evil is understanding so depart from evil is understanding I, I, I'm going to deal with some words here for a little bit okay uh, wisdom is a noun a person place or thing all right is a noun so that's the noun now the action is understanding that's the verb what are you talking about Reverend I'm glad you asked that question you can have wisdom but not show it I then been over somebody's head. All right, you know right, but you don't do right, so you're not showing that you know better. Amen. Let me help somebody else. Your mama told you to say thank you. You didn't say thank you, so you acted like your mama didn't tell you anything. I, am, I, am I walking down somebody's block now? You know, we understand that your mama knows what you know because she told you, but you act like you ain't got no good sense. So mama's spanking that behind right there in front. You see, oftentimes we know what is right, but we're not doing right. So here it is again. Uh, uh, let me just go back to this little verse here. Job 28, 28. It's very easy to find this address now, huh? 28 and 28. Not too hard here. And, and it says, As unto many said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is what? And to depart from evil is understanding. All right, I'm going to deal with another word here. Evil. What is evil? See, see, we, we use this word evil. This is evil. This is evil. But you know what? Lying, that's evil. Having sex outside of marriage, that's evil. Stealing from somebody, that's evil. But we don't say that. Because that puts something heavy on it. I'm just promiscuous. It was just a little white lie. I had to steal because I had to eat. We'll justify things, but we're not justified. We're just a lion. That's what's going on. You see here that the Bible says that to depart from evil is understanding and to fear God is wisdom. So first and foremost, where do we get wisdom? By respecting God. Fear here means in the term of reverence, as in out of the respect of who God is. Uh, the beautiful song that was sang right before I stood up here, God is. Well, since God is, then I should. You fill in the blank. If God is righteousness, then I should be righteous, all right? If God is true, then I should be true. If God is honest, I should be. If God is love, then I should be. But yet I'm hating on everybody around me. Because they have things I don't have. 
They have the girlfriend that should have been my girlfriend. You know, you know, they got the car that should have been my car. They got the raise I should have received. They have my place in the office. They have my parking spot. They have this. They have that. But then again, God is. And see, we get so caught up with what we don't have, we forget who has everything. That's God. So fear is this, that in respect, out of reverence of God, I, I will respect him. I will honor him with my life. As a song says, I will keep my life clean each and every day. It, it didn't just say Sunday, did it? Uh-uh, it didn't say on Wednesday night Bible study from 7 to 8.30, but it said every day. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel I wish I could just lock myself up just to make sure I don't get into trouble. That may be just me. I, I don't know about you, but I could just talk about myself. There's sometimes I wish I could just lock myself up so I will not get into trouble. Because as soon as I step outside of my house, my mind starts thinking of other things. Maybe it's just me. I, I'm sorry. I must be, y'all, must be, y'all should be preaching to me. I, I really don't understand this here. But, but when I walk outside of my house, I see the enemy working. And he's trying to get me to join in with him saying, Sam, this is fun. Go ahead. This is fun. Go ahead. But yeah, I got to remember that God is. And since God is, I will respect him. Why? Because I'm never out of his eyesight. He's always watching me. He sees every step that I take. He knows every thought that I think. He knows every word that comes out of my mouth. Look at Job 28 chapter. Look at verse 24. It says this, that for he looketh to the ends of the earth. And seeth under the whole heaven. Did it say that he couldn't see in the shade? That he couldn't see you when you turn off the light? Did it say that he didn't see you when the moon was up and the stars were out, but you was out in the, in the darkest alley? No, it says that he can see the whole, the whole under the heaven. Everything that's under the skies, he can see. Uh, to me, that, that troubles me because I know I can't even see around the corner. But God can see everything. I, I, I know I got eyeglasses on. Hello. So I, I got some problems seeing some things that's just two feet in front of me. All y'all faces are blurry right now. Let me put it back on. Oh, y'all smiling still. All right. You see, God can see all things. He doesn't need any assistance. He doesn't have any correctional eyewear. God knows and sees all everything. So therefore, since God is, I should be respecting him in my life. And so what we're dealing with this morning is about removing obstacles. In our lives. Why, why do we need to remove obstacles? Well, it says that wisdom is what? Respecting God. Tell somebody, wisdom is respecting God. Alright, and you know, so it has the full fear and reverence. I use respect because I want us to catch, catch the key tenses that respecting God, honoring God. And, and so it says to shun evil or to depart from evil. When you depart, that means what? Leave. Leave. Alright, tell somebody, leave evil. Tell somebody else, leave evil. Leave. Now you got some people saying, I can leave evil. That's easy, but I'm going to say, what is evil? Evil is sin. What is sin? When I lie, when I, when I fornicate outside, of, when I get drunk, when I, when I puff, puff, get that smoking that ganja, that marijuana, smoking that drove. You know, when I'm doing all these things, I, I am doing what is evil, but yet I won't say it's evil when I'm with my friends. It is cool. It is socially acceptable. Everybody else is doing it. But yet, we should realize that the truth is a truth and the lie is a lie. And Satan is trying to blind us with lies. We need to depart from these lies. 
How, how can I depart from these lies? Well, he makes it very clear. He says, depart from it. Oh, but it's not that easy. I like when I do. You fill in the blank. I feel good when I do. You fill in the blank. I like so-and-so to come over at such-and-such time. You fill in the blank. You seeing our flesh desires to have needs to be met. But yet the flesh does not know what's good for the body. If, just think about it, that God is the shepherd and he calls us sheep. Now, many of you may know that sheep are not the smartest animal in God's uh, animal kingdom. Now, if you leave one off the cliff, they all will go off the cliff. And we sometimes, I'm going to get into that dealing with peer pressure, but we sometimes will just jump off the cliff with somebody else. Because it sounded so good or it looked so good, I, I might as well try it. But we should shun evil. And so what it is that we should know sin for what sin is. Now, we're living in a world and we're excited about Jesus and we sing songs to Jesus, but yet we talk about the answer, but we don't address the problem. What is the problem? Sin. We, we, we are trying to find laws to make sin okay. Now, I understand this, that we say, well, the separation of, of, of earth, I'm sorry, the church and, and government, right? And, and then I, I was watching this show called um, Bill Maher. I can't remember the name of the but Bill Maher has this show. It had this one guy saying, I would, he said, I would like to make all drugs legal because why? If they want to harm themselves, that's up to them. And, and I can understand the logic behind that. Say, hey, just make it legal. You know, why, why am I making all these laws? But God has already gave us laws to abide by. And, and, and so when you have ungodly people in government positions, what kind of rules are they going to make? Ungodly rules. Rules that won't respect your ethical and behavior. See, evil is stuff that's immoral and unethical. And we have sometimes laws that permit evil. I might have hit some nerves. I got quiet on me now. But it's all right. I, 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 if, you don't, if you don't agree with me with evil, look it up in your Bible dictionary. And you'll see what evil is. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible also says while we were yet still enemies of the cross, he died for us. So how could it be that we were enemies and while we were sinners, but it wasn't evil? If God is righteous, if God is holy, what's the opposite? And what's unholy? Stuff that's evil. I know we don't want to use the word. It's not, it's not, um, it's not a soft word. It scares people away. It should scare you away. But we jump right on in it. First Thessalonians 5.22. If you don't remember any other verse, you can remember this one. It's very simple. First Thessalonians 5.22. In the King James Version, it says, abstain from all appearance of evil. In the NIV, I like it, it says, avoid every kind of evil. You see, we are living in a place that pitfalls are all around us, but yet we think we won't fall into these traps. 
We think we can go through a place. Somebody tells you that, you know, there's mines over. If you, if you, if you are in a, a, a place where you see traps and mines or, or, or mousetraps all around, they say, watch your step. You say, I'm all right. And you just go ahead and get hurt anyway. Or you know how you drive your car. You see potholes, right? You drive slow. Because if not, you will dent up your rims or you have to get your car realignment or you might have a flat tire. Then you may be stuck on the road. You know, that's why when they're working on the road, they put those caution signs that let you know, please slow down. You know, and they have that new sign up that if you hit a worker, you're guaranteed like 14 years and $100,000 fine. Like it's guaranteed. Better hope you don't kill them. You see, you know, it's letting you know that slow down. It's, be cautious of what's ahead of you, but we just throw caution to the wind. Thinking that I can get close enough to the fire, but I won't get burnt. I can hold this hot kettle in my hand, and I won't burn off my fingers. I, I can handle hot water pouring down on my head, and it won't burn my head. See, we think that we are so invincible that nothing can harm us, but yet, but yet we forget that we're being lied by the enemy. See, Satan is trying to blind us so we don't see the obstacles in front of us. This flesh that we're dealing with is a major obstacle we deal with every day. Every day we wake up, we got to choose. Am I gonna, if I'm going to gratify my body or am I going to please God? We, we see here, Job 28 says this, that, that, that the beginning of wisdom is to fear God and to shun, to shun evil or to depart from evil is understanding. So how am I showing God I understand what he's asked for me in my life? Mm, mm. I understand, Father, that you asked me to speak in love, but yet I'm hearing so much hatred, I'm speaking hatred. I, I see so much sex on TV, I think that's how I should have a relationship. I, I, I hear them saying that homosexuality is okay, so I must accept it too. You see, we, we see the media will promote ideas, but we won't stand up for the Word of God. We are ashamed. I, 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 I'm, I was just humbled by this. I was asked to be at this invocation um, Friday night for called the Principal Leadership Program. Now, I was like a small fish in a big pond here, okay? I was one of people to be recognized, but nobody recognized me, okay? They, they don't know me, all right? I'm up there, and the other people that came up after me were was Congressman LaHood, Senator Dave Kaler, Mayor Jim Alders, the mayor of Pekin, the future mayor of Pekin. I mean, all these dignitaries that everybody knows, but little old me got up to pray. Now... Those that ask me to do invocations, they don't know me. And, and so they don't know what they're about to get, but they find it afterwards. I don't do a flowery prayer, oh, awesome creator, awesome architect. I get up and I pray and I close out in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I said this and then somebody came up to me, shook my hand, excited, said, you said Jesus Christ. He says, that is awesome. And why is that awesome? Oftentimes when we stand in front of government and dignitaries, we are scared to stand up for Jesus Christ. But I'm here to let you know that I am an ambassador of the ministry of reconciliation. I am here to stand up for Jesus Christ. And if nobody else will, all right, Lord, send me. I want us to understand if that they can stand up for this government. They can stand up for abortion. They can stand up for homosexuality. But I can't stand up for Jesus. Jesus? When Jesus stood up for you, 
I, 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 I correct me if I'm wrong, but they were nailing him to the cross, and he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. But woe is me to tell somebody that Jesus lives. He tells us to, to fear God. It's wisdom. Lord, I know you are real. Lord, I know you exist. Lord, I will let everybody else know you exist with the way I live my life. So let me show my understanding. I understand that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. So in his name I pray. And then now to catch this. Now, I don't always end my prayers in Jesus' name. But when I stand up in front of people and I'm praying for them, I want them to know in whose authority, hallelujah, it's going to be done. I want them to understand, don't think this man is somebody special, but it's the man that I'm talking to, hallelujah, is someone special. But he wasn't just a man. He was God who came in an earthly form who came to teach us how to love one another, who came to show us how to forgive and forbear much. He came to show us how to be patient with those. He came and showed us how we should shun evil and live in righteousness. While he was in the garden of Gethsemane, about to be taken to the cross, he knew the end was coming and his body was in torment because why? He was dealing with some stress. Some of y'all get stressed out dealing with your own kids. Imagine dealing with 60, 600 billion, you know what I'm saying? Okay, Jesus was dealing with these folks. He said, Lord, for, it's not my will be done, but your will be done. See, Jesus understood that. I understand that they're some hard-headed folks. They may not listen right now, but yet still I'm going to die for them. I, I understand that they're going to beat me up. They're going to lie on me. Has anybody here been lied on? Has anybody been here been mistreated before? Anybody spit on you and call you outside your name and, and beat you down for no purpose and, and hit you, kicked you while you were down and kept on stepping on you. And Jesus knew this was going to happen, but he said, Father, not my will be done, but your will be done. You see, I understand they're going to, they're going to hang me high and stretch me wide. But Father, before I do that, Lord, I pray that they will stay in your hand, that they will continue to follow you, that they will obey my commandments. Because my commandments are not burdensome. Father, I understand that, that they understand that love has no end. Love never fails. 1 John 4, 16 says, And so we know and rely on the love of God has for us, for God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. And, and then it goes on in saying this, that for perfect love casts out all fear. So when I stand up for Jesus, I'm not scared of who's going to come against me. Because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. I, I want you to understand that when you're standing up for Jesus, watch out. You can walk into the darkest neighborhoods. You can go into the worst of countries. Because you are going on Jesus' authority. He says, go into all the world, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. I want you to understand, we call this the Great Commission. Because he's given us authority and power to go out into the world. Not to be living in this world, living in sin, but to shun evil and walk under his wisdom and understand. So we fall in pitfalls because we forget who God is. When you lose respect for something or somebody, that's when danger comes this way. That's why you teach little children what? Not to run with scissors. You teach them to respect that scissor because why? If they run around, they could fall on it. 
they could hurt somebody else. You see, when we don't take respect, like for example, you know, when you have an automobile, you know, especially when you teach a young child, you try to teach them respect the car. Respect the car. Put both hands on the side. I know you see everybody else driving one hand, but you put two hands on. I know you see them leaning back, but you need to see the front of your car. You know, you're teaching them, see, 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 you're teaching them the respect, the respectable way, the best way, the safe way to operate a vehicle so they won't be acting like those other people. You know, those people that you can't, you can't even see them in their car, they're way back here. I'm still trying to figure out how somebody could be in the SUV sitting so high up and they're all the way back. I still don't get that because I, I, I don't feel comfortable myself driving them big old vehicles. And I can't, I need to see everything around me because, but me, that's me driving. I'll do a, her, I'll do a curb check in a second. You know, but yet when I drive safely, I can see and I can maneuver around. I'm aware of the obstacles that are in my way. You see, when I respect God, God will clearly help me walk in his righteousness, clearly help me walk in his light, that I will not fall short. So I want us to grasp this, that in order for us to remove obstacles in our lives, we've got to first and foremost respect God for who he is and learn his commandments. And act out his commandments is showing understanding, is shunning evil. That means that I, I, should, I, I could lie, but I will not lie. I, I could be promiscuous, but I will not be, I will abstain till I get married. I, I could be abusive towards my husband and wife, but I will love her as Christ has called me to love her. I will respect him as Christ called me to respect him. I, I could be, uh, beat up my children, but the Bible says that not turn your, force your children to wrath, but teach them in the admission of the Lord. So I will love my child and raise up my child. You see, the Bible gives us instructions of how we should live. And how we will be blessed when we are obedient. But yet we need to do our job. And that is to abstain from evil. And what is evil? Sin. What is solution? Jesus. There is an enemy and there is a hero. Jesus is our hero. And I want you to understand that we all have obstacles. We all have pitfalls in our lives. Some of us might be in a pitfall right now. We're trying to get out. But guess what? Jesus can get you out. People around you may keep you down or call you outside your name, but Jesus will call you righteous. People outside of you will look at you and just tell you what a wretched person you are, but Jesus will say, for you I died. People outside will say that you are nothing but this and that, but Jesus says, I have forgiven you. So when you know Jesus, he will call you his own, and he'll bring you in, and he will teach you. How to live. Jesus is the answer. Sin is the problem. Jesus is the solution. Come to Jesus. And you'll see how he can make your life better. He will change your thought process. He will change your circumstances. Why? Because he'll be changing you. Will you let him change you? Will you let him open up your eyes? Will you let him speak to you so you'll see the error of your ways, and see how you can walk in righteousness.